Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hi, Jenna. Well, hi, Shelby. <gasps> welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. <laughs> this is... We've been very excited to do this one. It's been a long time coming. Mm. We both reread it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We uh, we waited a little while after we mm. read Iron Flame the first time before we came back to do a podcast episode. At first, it was just to give people time to read it. Right. Uh, and then we just got sucked into all that is the SJM universe. So. Exactly. It was like right around that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So now we're coming back and I'm finally doing... <gasps> Iron Flame. Iron Flame. Yep. So that'll be good. It's going to be a fun couple episodes, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. We've got a, it's going to be quite a few. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what the structure is going to look like? Yeah. So just like with Crescent City, there is so much going on in this book. And I feel like there was a lot going on in Fourth Wing that I felt like I was so lost on, I guess. Oh, yeah. That I feel like it would be really good to do like kind of a deep dive, especially just on the first half because as we were kind of talking earlier <laughs> yes we were trying to talk through yeah. just even the like squad um section right structure and like who were the leaders of each <laughs> and it probably took us 20 minutes to even try and remember who fills in each of them so yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cover that with you guys so that hopefully it can be a right. refresher for you to remember who everybody <laughs> is and how they fit into the squad yeah yeah <laughs> and then like what people's signets are whose dragon is bonded to who yeah like, kind of just like a gist of what the heck is even going on in this world yeah well especially because i i kind of wonder if going into the next books if the other dragons are going to start to be a little bit more important so i think that that's going to end up being like a kind of key piece to not even just know the people but also like who's with them exactly yep i completely agree with them because like there are so many things happening in this book that it's like if you don't have that baseline Mm. which i think is why it was difficult to come into this book and why people were like what the heck is going on (laughs) is because there is just so much going on there's a lot of people there's a lot lot of of stuff yeah there's a lot of a lot of places a lot of people the map is great though i mean i do think that that really helps but and the picture like in the beginning of the book Mm -hmm. about the structure I think is good I think so too but I mean to your point we were earlier we were even just trying to remember if first first years were in the same squad as the other years (laughs) I know it was like basic questions so yeah we'll get there we'll get there so here we are finally back on Iron Flame yep and before we get into a couple other things we're going to talk about what did you rate it on the second read I still gave it five stars Mm. I was a little bit nervous you know (sighs) When it first came out, I think there were some people who loved Iron Flame. There were some people who absolutely hated it. Even ones that loved Fourth Wing and came to Iron Flame and and really weren't happy with it. And so I was a little nervous that all of those other opinions were going to impact my read on the second round. But some of the things that irked me the first time actually didn't bother me as much the second time okay so yeah I, I still gave it five stars and I I might have liked it better the next like the second time I love it and you yeah. know I think I feel the exact same way yeah yeah I think I liked it better on the second round than I did on the first round and I got a little bit distracted when we were talking about the structure of the episodes yeah. because I totally forgot to say this is just going to be the first part so this book Mm -hmm. is in two parts and so this is going to be part one Mm -hmm. uh which might be a couple of episodes and then we'll do part two after that yep yep Mm -hmm. and so i have basically like re-gone through all of part one so Mm -hmm. that it's fresh and i even listened to the audiobook nice and I gotta say, I don't think it was my favorite audiobook. No, I think I've heard that Taryn's voice is a little bit odd. It's it's a little bit odd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she just tries to do Taryn's voice and mm. Zayden's voice, and mm. I think one of my biggest gripes with it is that I picture Violet as just like this cute little little thing, and so I would think she would have a higher voice, mm-hmm. but the narrator doesn't, mm. and so it's just like not who I picture. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of why I 
I mean, besides that, I'm just not good at taking in information through only listening. But that's part of why I don't like audiobooks very much because I never feel like the voices line up with what they sound like yeah. in my head. And then it, I don't know. I don't want to say ruins the experience for me, but it definitely deters me from oh yeah enjoying media in that sense. Exactly. So, so I kind of always end up reading it instead. But that's too bad yeah. to hear that me not the best audiobook. It was a little bummer, but it was it was nice because I felt like I was like constantly taking it in, mm. even if I wasn't like like sitting with the book, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. But yeah, I think I've liked it better the second time good. around. Oh, that's good too. That mm -hmm. makes me happy yeah. that other people's opinions didn't right. influence Let's our experience. Let's talk about when this book came out. Well, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Gosh. But when Iron Flame came out, it was such a mess. Like such not a mess. only was it um, well, okay, first let's talk about the printing. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember seeing from so many people who had ordered it like on Amazon or online mm -hmm. really early and then all of a sudden as it got closer to the release, I think they kind of realized that right. they didn't have as many copies available mm -hmm. of the, uh, like, so the first edition had the sprayed edges and like I, the all black. Yeah. The all yeah. black. And I think that that threw some people for a loop and got people all stressed out before the book yeah. even came out. And then when it came out, there was like, you know, four or five different yes. uh, print versions just from different uh, like print houses mm -hmm. and like one of them was missing the dragon header on one yes. of them and like I don't know one of them had some typos in uh -huh. it people were missing entire pages yeah it was like at the end of the book I know it, yeah it was like they were missing like 50 pages or something what yes it was like a oh, lot oh I missed those the ones I saw were like funny little ones like yes. chapter 17 missing the dragons on the Which top so and funny. you know something or like, like that the iron flame like being wrong and like being upside oh, down yeah. in the front well, i saw some of them <laughs> yeah. were printed with fourth wing, fourth wing yeah. on the <laughs> spine instead of iron flame even though it was the right book yeah so oh, funny that yeah. is so funny it was such a mess it was a mess but you want to know what i think it brought back to hmm. i this was the first book that i've seen since like gosh i think twilight era where people were going to midnight releases Harry Potter, man. Was don't it even Harry Potter? Oh, that was Harry Potter. I don't... I, mean, I maybe went they, to Mid Twilight. Did they have midnight premieres? Oh, yeah. I went to them. Oh, no, of the movies, you mean? Yeah, and the books. Did they? I did, yeah. But I was a Twilight girly. I mean, I definitely read Twilight <laughs> also. I guess I just didn't remember there being... Maybe I didn't yeah. do midnight. I didn't even know they had those. I did go to every midnight release, probably starting, oh, I yeah. think, with... Um, Goblet of Fire for Harry Potter. For the movies or for? For the books. Oh, that oh yeah. So my mom cool. would take me to the midnight release and then I would stay up literally the entire night on all through the next day and finish it all oh. like within 24 hours. Oh my it was obsessive. Oh my but gosh, I loved but those books awesome. when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was pretty young too mm -hmm. when they came out. So yeah, we had to have been middle school. Yeah. I might younger. have even been in elementary school. Yeah. But when I, I was definitely in elementary school when I started reading them. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when they all came out, but yeah yeah so oh i definitely remember this was like the whole midnight release and dressing up for it and all that yeah. stuff yeah oh my gosh that's so fun and then i know that people just did that for the third crescent city too mm. and so i think it's coming back as mm -hmm. a thing which i just think is so awesome yeah it does feel nostalgic it really does and i feel like reading in general is just becoming more of a big thing it is i feel like <laughs> reading is having a real resurgence yes. as a hobby which is super cool so cool because i think for a while it was kind of a not cool thing it was to like do. a nerdy thing <laughs> not that it mattered i was gonna enjoy it yeah. anyways but it is really fun to see like more friends or like more yeah. acquaintances that are trying to get into reading now or are really enjoying that again yeah. and even reading like physical books exactly. again. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been it's, really fun. And that fantasy is coming back again too. Right. You know, mm -hmm. because I, as we know, like Akatar got us really both back into reading, but I feel like when this came out and we, I think both of us read fourth wing in like literally 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of them where I was just like, I was so engulfed in the book that I just like couldn't stop. Yeah. And I think it was since Akatar that I felt that way. Mm. And so fourth wing just like holds this really special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Also because I have a very pretty copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a special one. It was sure. a very special one. So I'm excited because this definitely like people were worried that this was going to have like second book syndrome, mm -hmm. which Did I Did you think like, it had second book syndrome? A little bit. Like it was a lot of information. And did you know 
that Crescent City One has like 200,000 words. This has 257,000 words. Yeah, it's longer. I 50,000 words longer. I don't think the Iron Flame had second book syndrome, but I do think it could have been two books. Yes. I think that she could have split mm-hmm. part one of like everything up until leaving Basgith. Yes. And then part two, everything after mm-hmm. as like two separate books with releases kind of close to each other. Yeah. Which honestly, from a business perspective, I'm kind of surprised she didn't. I know. She probably could have charged the same amount. I know. And then got two books <laughs> exactly. out of it, you know? Like I'm glad, you know, we wanted the content, I guess. Yeah. But I... I think that that could have been good yeah. too. I don't know. That's what did you opinion. think about the second book coming out less than six months after the first one came out? I thought that was really impressive. I think she must have already been really well into the mm-hmm. second book, like writing it before yeah. the first book even came out as my guess. It had to be because it was, it was so soon. I felt yeah. like it, like when we first got the book, it was like, really big on TikTok, but then it had a little bit of a lull. And then as soon as Iron Flame came out, I felt like I started seeing it everywhere again. Mm. And I'm just wondering, like, do we know when the third one is coming out? Has there been a release date for it? There had been a date in December 2024 mm-hmm. on Goodreads, but it got pulled. So I don't know if oh. it's changing or not. Um, yeah, but I had been on there for a little while as okay. December this year. But I also think I saw some stuff maybe from interviews with her or whatever that I think she was kind of trying to chill out a little bit and like not put too much pressure to just like (laughs) crank it out really fast because she wants it to be like done right. Yeah. Which is good because people had a lot to say about this book. Yeah. Which (laughs) honestly, (laughs) fuck them. Fuck the haters. Sorry. I know. I've loved it. I thought it was so good. Mm. On another spoiler free note, we had a really, really awesome package come in very recently and it's from deep soul candles and we got these candles sent to us hopefully the youtube can see how pretty they are (laughs) so we got um they're candles that are based off of books Mm -hmm. and so it's really cool we have violet and zayden and violet's notes (laughs) for the candle are courageous intelligent and resilient with notes of violence (laughs) <laughs> Moonflower, dark musk, rose, amber, and cherry blossom. Mm. This is like a super pretty light scent. And then we have Zayden, which originally I said it smells like leather, like his flying leathers. But then we started to feel differently about it as we kept smelling it. So you guys will just have to get it and see for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the notes that says that it is seductive, mysterious, and dangerous with notes of smoke and shadows, riding leathers, lavender, and sage. Oh, that's probably why it smelled different to me because right? I'm allergic to lavender. Oh my God. And I even we'll know that and that I'm one. really good at that one. That's okay. So I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. And you're if you're like, that's not good. <laughs> if you're just listening and not watching um, uh, Deep Soul Candles, it's pretty cool too. They have mm-hmm. like fan art on the front of the candles really and they're cool. pretty hefty. They're big, big candles. They too. are really big cool. candles. And it's so cool because they're just like so thoughtful. And she does such a good job of making sure they're like environment, environmentally friendly and they're safe. And who doesn't want candles that are based off of books? Yeah. So thank you so much for sending us those. We are just so appreciative of them. Yes. The perfect touch to add to our Iron Flame episode just to have a little inspiration from our two favorite characters. Exactly. It is just so awesome. So yes, thank you so much. And on that note, let's get in some Iron Flame. Woo! As a reminder, since we have both read the full book twice... (laughs) There are going to be spoilers for the entire book. So although we might be covering the first half of the book, we are definitely still going to be talking about things for the end of the book. And if you haven't read the entire thing, read it, come back, listen to this episode. Yes. So with that, let's take it away. Let's do it. I think the first thing that we need to do, let's talk about some characters. And I think that the way we decided we're going to go about this is we're going to try to describe how the sections look because this is a little confusing (laughs) so you start out and you've got like this entire university of people and they are split into three sections they're split into four wings so we've got oh yeah duh we've got (laughs) four wings one two three four 
pretty much everybody we talk about is in fourth wing, hence yep. the name of the first book. So then within just fourth wing, yep. we have three sections. So there's the, the claw, claw section. flame, and tail. So I kind of think of it as like three parts of the dragon, mm-hmm. right? And then of each of those sections, so like if we're looking at just flame section, right? Or, then there's three squads. Yep. So you have a section leader, an executive officer, and then you have squad one, squad two, squad three. Yep. And so for our girl Violet, she is in fourth wing, flame section, squad two. Yes. Second squad. Second squad. And they are the iron squad because they lost the fewest uh, first years. Which, if you actually sit back and think about it, isn't that fucked up? (laughs) No. Right. (laughs) God, it's sad. I forgot how many people die. Everybody in this dies. Book. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit, whiplash. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure as we get into stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, so if we, so now if we're looking at just um, Violet's squad, so squad two, mm-hmm. that's kind of like all of her closest friends, right? And so that's within her squad is Riddick, Imogen, Sawyer, Quinn, mm-hmm. Sloan, Rihanna, who, who would be new. Um, yeah, and then Rhiannon, <laughs> Rihanna, yeah. <laughs> Rhiannon is like the second squad leader, mm-hmm. right? And so, and then she has Sawyer as like her executive yeah. officer, so like one below her, but right. they're leading just their squad. Just their squad. Yeah. And then within the section, Bodie, who's um, cousin's Zayden's cousin. Yeah. yeah. Cousin. Sure. Cousin. Um, his cousin <laughs> is the section leader, mm-hmm. and then Dane has graduated from being a section leader to a wing leader now because Aiden is gone. So now Dane is the fourth wing wing leader. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen fantasy fangirls on TikTok? Oh, I've seen some of their videos. I think yeah, they are so funny. They pop up on my TikTok because I love everything fourth uh-huh. wing, and. They always say, God fucking damn it, Dane. And now every time I hear Dane, I think, God fucking damn it, Dane. Oh, that's funny. That's super funny. It just funny. cracks me up. Nice. Oh, so yeah, that that's basically who we've got like in her squad. And so that's her core team. Yeah. Her best friends. Her best friends. Well, and then well, they do say. For part one. Right. Right. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, when I was going through this, I felt like. Riddick and Sawyer were the same people. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could not separate them for some reason. And then I was just getting really confused because I feel like characters were just like thrown in, in fourth wing. And then we didn't learn all that much about him. And then here we are just like, we're, we're continuously just learning like a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but I guess like we are, they are 20 so if they're if we're going like from violet's point of view like she does have like an immature point of view which i'm sure we'll get into in a little bit but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 um something else that i think was really important to go through was the professors that we have and so we first have professor carr and he helps cadets learn how to nurture their signets and so he's the one that is like trying to teach Violet what to do, but I'm... He's the one who punishes her with the lightning or has to help with the punishing of the lightning too, like per Varish's direction, right? Fuck Varish, but yes. (laughs) And then we have Professor Devera. Um, She teaches Battle Brief. She has short hair and a black brow. Um, She has a new scar along her biceps. And there are just many cues that seem that maybe she knows more. Like knows more, but it's kind of on their side. Right. Like on the, what they, they don't call them the rebellion. What do they call it now this time? Oh. I don't know. The revolution. The revolution. Know, is that what it I is? I don't know. But basically the rebellion part too, that it kind of seems like she might be on their side. Actually, I think you're right. I think they do call it a revolution because in the very beginning, yeah. uh, Brennan calls it a revolution yep. and Violet goes, you think you're going to win this? <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, yeah, because okay. they, they specifically say a different word. But right. I remember I that had also been pointed out to me because um, she is the, Devera is the one who says that like 
there's a basically there's a cost for everything when they're yes. talking about um unification mm-hmm. and she's the one the only one of the teachers that really is like hey yeah cool that we're all on the same side but guess what we lost culture we lost yes. like music we mm-hmm. lost like all of these other things that go along with it to yeah. language you know people lost their identity through right. that so that was her that brought that up which is yes. why we're like mm, she's probably on our side mm-hmm. yep and then she also helps violet towards it's like towards the end of the first half mm. um and then we next we have professor emeterio he's essentially like the pe teacher who oversees <laughs> the physical training of all the cadets oh my gosh and then we have professor kaori he teaches the cadets about dragons Professor Markham is the curator of the Riders Quadrant, and he also teaches Battle Brief with Professor Devera. And he was also basically like Violet's mentor growing up with like the Scribe Quadrant. And so mm-hmm. Violet had seen him like as this like really great person and really wanted to look up to him. But then we start to see that maybe we shouldn't look up to him. Mm-hmm. And then new this year, we have Professor Grady, who teaches RSC, which is the Rider Survival (laughs) Course, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is the course that most people die in. So (laughs) those are our professors. And it is, I couldn't keep those straight either when I was like, okay, she's with a professor. They're doing this. This is what they're supposed to do. But then Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, but then when I originally read it and they went to Erasia and I was like, oh, they're with a professor. Like, who are they with? I was like, I could not keep it straight. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, especially then, because when they're going back and forth to like right. Erasia versus uh, being at Basketh, there are a lot of new players because yeah. you like bring in a whole second school basically too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, good to have this like ground level. Mm-hmm. And another ground level, who our dragons are. I am not going to say Taryn's full name, <laughs> <laughs> but we have Taryn. He, his meaning in Gaelic is black morning star. And he is of course bonded to Violet. Well, well that makes sense on the name, I guess, since he is a black morning star. Dragon. Right. I know. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that. That's kind of funny. I do think it's kind of funny though, because like anytime I hear morning star, I think of Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so and there's only two black dragons, right? Yes. Yes. But Taryn did say in the beginning of this one that more have hatched in the last year. I have some <gasps> notes about that too. I'm yeah. excited to talk about the dragons and dragons like more in depth in yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then we have our girl, Anne Darna. Her name in Gaelic means second honor. Aww. Isn't that precious? That's sweet. And then, so she is a, I'm just going to say scorpion tail because we don't exactly know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She changes her look, so. She does. We have Sigail, who is meaning in Gaelic means shadow. And she is a blue dagger tail. She is bonded to Taryn. Well, she is mated to Taryn mm-hmm. and then bonded to Zayden. And they're pretty new mates. Yes. And the, oh, are they new the, Well, they said that in the at some point when um, they're separated and uh, Violet asks Taryn um, back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's another <laughs> pair of bonded dragons at some point that they're like, talking with and they can speak over longer distances and so violet asked Taryn, like how long until you and scale can can talk that far right and he says something about the fact that i think they must be like somewhat newly mated interesting i mean new in the age of dragons i know know, so not like 10 years new i think it was long in that but interesting um, yeah i thought that was kind of to note too yeah interesting well because there are so many questions on how old Taryn is too so i don't know yeah so then next we have Marb, um, who is Brennan's dragon. And the meaning in Gaelic means dead. Do we even see Marb like at all? And I mean, I know he must be around. He's an orange dagger tail. 
I know that I know they probably mention him being around, but I don't feel like he's significant in this Not book at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah. And then we have Aimser, who is bonded to Lilith, the mother, and she's a brown dragon, and her name in Gaelic is Weather, which makes sense, right? That's her <laughs> signet. Um, next, we have Aotrum, who is Riddick's dragon, and it means light. Um, let's see. Somebody else that's important is Bade, who is Jack Barlow's dragon, mm-hmm. and his meaning in Gaelic is herd. Like if you're herding sheep, hmm. uh, yeah. And he's an orange Scorpio tail. Scorpion. Are they tail. both deceased now, though? Question. I don't know. I or I know that the dragon is Bade is dead now, right? As of the end of Iron Flame. I will have to read the second if, half again. I don't, okay. Yeah. We can come back to that then. No worries. <laughs> and then let's see. Other dragons that are important are Rhiannon's dragon is Ferja, and her meaning is anger. She's a green dagger tail. We've got Major Burton Varish. His dragon is Solus. Mm-hmm. He's an orange dagger tail, and his name means light, which I think is interesting because as we were kind of talking about, that's not his signet. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, he, but he also only has one eye that Tarrant apparently took. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think those are pretty much... Those are the biggest ones Those are the biggest with. ones that we have. Yeah. Well, should we just start talking about like what yeah. actually happens here? Yeah, because yeah. we start... And they're in Eurasia, and Violet is just waking up after she's been poisoned. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot that it even starts that far back. I guess it really does. I know, right? But, um, you know, she kind of has her moment with Brendan. She pretty quickly goes back to Basketh, though. Do you have anything to talk about, I guess, before they go back the first time? Um, No, other than the fact that Violet, like, doesn't really know how to feel because she's like, what the hell? You've been alive this entire time, and, Mm -hmm. like, how... How did I not know? And you've been lying to us literally for six years. How did you feel about Zayden not telling her that mm. her brother was alive? Ugh. So this kind of gets into how I felt about Zayden. Kind of this entire first, well, maybe this entire book. Um, I, I understood it, unfortunately. I, knowing that he's leading this like revolution, I get that you have secrets and somebody, I think it was Imogen even says, you didn't want a regular person. You wanted the leader. And so I, I didn't actually think that it was that bad that he hit it. I could see it's like, it's like the conundrum. Like, do you want to save one person or do you want to save a thousand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even really blame him because I think it was kind of Brennan's call also. And so, I mean, Brennan put, Zayden in a bad position but yeah. I would have done the same thing so yeah. I I kind of felt like Violet was dumb for being so mad about that for so long yeah how did you how did you feel about Violet <laughs> well I'm like maybe not even specifically Violet yet but the just the will they won't they thing oh, you know of like the back gosh. and forth I thought it was way more annoying the first time I read it because I felt yeah. like it dragged on forever but somehow yeah. it didn't feel as, I don't know, it wasn't as annoying to me the mm-hmm. second time. Maybe just because I know like where it goes after that. But So you're just like, eh, it is. What yeah, it, is. It, didn't, it didn't like bother me as much, I think. But I, especially because, you know, later Zayden talks about like, you know, except first it's like, oh, you're not asking me the right questions. But then later it's really, you realize it's more like, no, Violet's really avoiding having tough conversations because she just yes. wants to be in la la land to pretend that everything's fine yes and she's like i know i should have asked this but right. i couldn't bring myself to do right. it right and so then reading it in that context i yeah. was like hmm okay whatever like it was a little different so right yeah i mean i think that violet is a little bit immature in this one but mm-hmm. i actually think that Jaden is like fairly mature and in Preach. general their relationship i think actually as much as people were like annoyed i think yeah. about the back and forth i felt like the way they handled a lot of conflict in this was actually very mature yeah but then i loved it because when i was first reading this you brought up a really good point and you were like from a 20 year old perspective mm-hmm. this is a pretty spot on relationship yeah 
That, that's the whole point to get mad at each other over stupid shit. Stupid and, shit. And because you just yeah. want to fight and you want drama and like that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. But then, and I mean, I even had written this down from one of the things that Zayden says at some point, moment when like he's visiting. I think it's when he's visiting Harry Basgath one of the times. And they're like having some big fight. And he mm-hmm. says, instead of digging a deeper hole with words I'll regret later, I'm going to take some space and do something productive because this isn't. And I'm like, yes preach exactly like that's such a mature response and the fact that she didn't like snap back at him for it i was like thank you yeah so i i liked Mm -hmm. that about the relationship but the thing that i didn't like um and this kind of goes to like violet and his relationship but also like her relationship with her friends because when she comes back from erasia she is hiding a lot which Mm -hmm. like I couldn't imagine being under that kind of stress. And like, there's no way I could hide anything like that from you. So Mm -hmm. um, that would be very difficult. But what irritated me was she was like, Zayden, you have to be completely trustworthy with me. You have to tell me everything. If you don't tell me every single little thing, then I'm not giving it up. Mm -hmm. But she was doing literally the exact same thing to her friends. I mean, that was a little different though, because her friends also didn't know about like everything that had happened yet. Right. And rightfully so, right. It was like for their own safety and everything that they were doing that. So from her perspective, she's like, Hey, you know, the uh, line's been lifted now. Like I, I saw what's going on. I know Mm -hmm. what's out there. I've been a part of this. I fought this with you. Yeah. I've been to Eurasia. I know what's going on. Yeah. Why can't like, I'm already here. Why can't you tell me the rest of it? Right. So I can see how that's different than saying, all of her friends back at school knows kind of know something happened, yeah. but that's it. They don't know any details and they don't know any of that. So her breaking all of the rest of that news to them is so different than like little pieces of things. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. I think I just saw it so much from Zayden's point of view because kind of like exactly what happened before they even went to Erasia, where Dane like grabbed a hold of her head and like, I know it wasn't that dramatic, but like he grabbed her face and found mm-hmm. out her memories and so like she still didn't have control over it and so like from Zayden's point of view if he's like well Mm. if god forbid something happens Mm -hmm. and then Dane gets a hold of your memories he'll know everything Mm -hmm. so like oh I I mean I got that yeah yeah definitely and so I could see he was like well until you ask I'm not just gonna like give you everything even though I did think the whole like you have to ask the right questions (laughs) she says the exact same thing to Rhiannon before they walked into class at one point and she's like oh no I'm only gonna answer like the questions that you ask me directly Mm -hmm. and it was like you just played the exact same shit that Zayden was playing with Mm -hmm. you Mm-hmm. in general i felt really bad rihanna was so yes. nice and understanding the whole thing but you could tell that she was like sad and frustrated she's like i know mm-hmm. i'm not getting the whole story from you yeah. i know you've got stuff going on you're clearly bothered you're doing things that i don't expect you to do right hanging out with somebody that i thought you didn't like don't exactly. running every morning like doing all these things and seeming so upset right and not hanging out with them on the weekends and being reclusive and stuff and so i just i had so much feeling for Rihanna as a friend that she stuck it out through all that period and said, I'll wait for you to come to your senses and tell me what's going on. I was, that was just a really good friend thing. That was a really good friend thing. And I love to see that because Mm -hmm. she didn't like, she wanted to know. So she pushed a little bit, but she never pushed her like too much. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I also really loved once we got back to Basquiat, the difference of second year Violet to first year Violet. Oh, yes. I thought that was so cool. I was a really big fan of how that played out and having Mm -hmm. her basically go through the same types of scenarios, watching now other kids cross the parapet Mm -hmm. and other kids training on the gauntlet and all this stuff and seeing how differently she just innately reacts to yeah. it. And she even reads that in herself sometimes. Yes. Like Mira and Brennan's words have become my own. And mm-hmm. when she's, you know, giving advice to Sloan, who's crossing the parapet and she's like, I don't want to learn their names until I know that they get through the threshing because mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just can't do it. I can't handle having all these people I know 
and no well right. die right and so i i thought that was such an interesting flip of seeing them now all of a sudden be in the other position of these yeah. people that they didn't get last year yeah because i remember her saying in fourth wing like they just seemed so heartless and mm-hmm. like why would you not want to know who i am and like zayden mm-hmm. had even said it a couple times like eh, you mean nothing like see you Until at threshing. Threshing. yeah <laughs> and so it was really cool to see that the one thing i think kind of bugged me about it was like she would purposely not like want to know their names and like I guess I'm just not in the situation and so Mm -hmm. maybe I would feel the same exact way I'm like trying to keep my distance a little bit but then when she um it was at one point where she like had learned some and she like love that she like makes these mental notes in her and you have it like from her point of view so Mm -hmm. it's like oh make the mental note and then she's like oh shit I didn't want to know their names right (laughs) but the amount of times that it happened where she would just like purposefully be like, I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to remember it. Like the amount of times kind of drove me a little bit nuts, but Mm. I kind of, I could get it. I mean, you've watched, you're just going a whole year of watching so many people die. Mm -hmm. So many people die that you've invested time in that you had relationships with. And I think she was really still getting over Liam dying in her arms in particular. And so I can see that would in the same way that you go through a really hard breakup and it takes you a minute before you really even want to date again. I could see it as the same thing, right? She invested so much energy in building these really good friends. And then as soon as she cares about them and knows them, then that's when some, something tragic happens and she knows that there, a lot of them are going to die statistically. Right. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I think I would probably do the same thing. (laughs) Try and guard myself as much as I could. I know. Even if it's a dick move. Right. Right. And I, I loved the way that you said that because I do think she did a really great job of like differentiating like a complete 180 on mm-hmm. who Violet was from fourth wing mm-hmm. to who Violet was. Cause I also like that she like starts to stand up for herself a little bit more too. And she's like, you know what? Like, I don't think she ever mentions that, like how weak her body is mm-hmm. in this book. She basically just talks about like how strong she is and how much she can do. Yeah. And I loved that. I know the most she talks about is the irritation of her wrap slipping. Yes. She talks about that, but mm-hmm. she never, I, I think also because she's gotten to a point that she's so comfortable with her own squad yeah. that they all know that's just Violet. Violet's yeah. going to have these wraps on. She needs them. It's fine. Yeah. And so I oh. think that that acceptance has probably also made her just not think yeah. about it as much. On the other side of acceptance, um, what did you think about her first interaction with Sloane? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Up on that parapet. Yes. I honestly, I loved the dynamic. I mean, not. I loved how it was written. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed reading it. (laughs) The dynamic between them, especially in the beginning. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to like me, but you do have to listen to me. Yes. And respect me. And I seeing how the rest of her squad kind of backs Violet up a little bit too and then Violet backs herself up right away Mm -hmm. when somebody challenges her Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah I'm not gonna take any shit you know who trained me and Mm -hmm. so I did I did enjoy that yeah I it kind of made me mad how long it took Sloane to come around but right and it was really only until she actually like heard it from Liam's point of view Mm -hmm. from the letters I freaking loved that Violet was like you're not going to die. You better get your ass on that field and yep. get to work because you suck. Yep. <laughs> and it was kind of funny reading it when she would like just get like pushed on the mat so hard. Mm-hmm. But Violet's like, this is not happening any longer. And she's like, every time you come to train, you'll get a letter from Liam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was so precious. I did think it was sweet, though, that... For as much as she couldn't tell all of her squad at first of all the other things that were going on, that she did let them know that she was poisoning Sloane's oh my opponent God, that, that so day. Funny. And so the fact that everybody else knew they were like, that's how you got through yeah. it last year. <laughs> I can just totally oh see gosh. that like hair flip moment, like, you know? She's like, yeah, this is how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but she did it was funny because she's like, so No, subtle. she didn't fucking win. And they heard her say it to Sloane and they were like, and Imogen literally goes, 
that's how you did it last year? Like, oh my gosh. Which is so funny that I didn't even think, did Rihanna even know that she was doing that? No, no, I don't think she told anybody. I don't the think year she before. did either. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. But I love that too because it also shows just like her wit. Yeah. And her intelligence. Oh, I, she's clever. Yeah. She's, she's sneaky. so clever. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. sneaky. So. Oh my gosh, I love and I think that was even in that scene yeah. for me was a good moment of one of the good moments of really seeing the change in Imogen and mm-hmm. Violet's relationships too, because I think it's in that scene when Violet is like Imogen duck now. Yes. And like, and she's Imogen like, drops, okay. she's like, Oh yeah, go slow. And like starts, like all plays it off all yeah. casually, you know, so that Violet can like blow the mm-hmm. dust onto them. And even just the fact that Imogen responded to her that, immediately Quickly. even yeah. though Imogen's a year older mm-hmm. and originally was really anti-violet obviously yes so that and the scene when um <laughs> Imogen's kind of like fine you can talk about your romantic life oh my while god we're walking so to class funny. and that's it that's it she's like you get until we get to the door yeah. <laughs> and so seeing their relationship build a little bit I while like she that. was having to be distanced from her other friends yeah. I just that was really special to me too I think so too because then she still had somebody and I really I liked that a lot mm-hmm. I thought it was absolutely insane on the second read the um the assassinations. Yes, man. Holy shit. That was nuts. Did you also clock the red eyes during them? Hell yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. From both the nameless first year and Jack Barlow. Oh, there was, uh, I think there were more. two. I was going to say, I think there was two because there was mm-hmm. one assassination attempt where they killed somebody else. That Remember? was the that was the one in the sparring ring yes. where they killed Nadine instead because she said she right. Was but then there's another one where they Ooh. um where remember Violet actually has to fight somebody. Do you remember this? Oh. And they're choking her. <gasps> Keep going. Yeah. Um, give me a second to find this. Mm-hmm. Where was in my notes? I think it was maybe in the Venom section. Yeah. So it's um as she's fighting that guy and um she he's like closing closing his hands on her windpipe and he goes secrets die with people who keep them mm-hmm. his eyes are light brown but rimmed in red as though he's on yep. some type of drug so obviously i think that he must be venom too i think so too well, oh that, is that the that's same the guy it is the same guy that's the first year yeah yeah you're but, right I th- but you're absolutely right people. yeah like rimmed in red as though he's on some kind of drug she notices it right away yeah so that was, I definitely clocked. Oh, I, for some reason, I was thinking those two different scenes. That is the same scene, isn't it? Right. Uh, yeah, so wild. But the though. weird thing is, so um, when she like goes up to the watchtower mm-hmm. later on and she goes to take over for, I don't even remember who she was taking over. Yes. For. And then she gets attacked, but then Jack like saves, saves her. her. She notices his eyes are red too. Oh, I didn't even catch yeah. that one in that scene. Why do you think it's just that he was being told to be nice to her? Why do you think he mm. was acting nice? Because there was a couple other scenes before then where he kind of seems like he's being nice. Being nice and like trying to like, like genuinely be, nice. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I really don't know unless like, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in like the second half, but mm. like unless there's like levels and like clearly look who's trying to train them and shit. Like, right. Yeah. I just thought ooh. that was really interesting because I'm wondering if he really was just faking it all of that time in the beginning of being nice mm-hmm. or yeah, if there's other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder that too. Curious. I feel like there is an entire like not government, but there's, I feel like there's an entire backstory happening with our professors and the government mm. and yes, we'll like, get, to, we'll get there for oh, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's um, so creepy. Okay, let's see what else from early on. Ooh, how about when Dayton challenges Violet on the mat? <gasps> oh my gosh, that scene was intense. That scene <laughs> was so intense. And I have to say, I was like the number one Dayton hater. And I didn't really hate him after that part. I know. I, well, because I, I did feel bad because I... And even through all of this book, I think you start to feel a little more bad for the yeah. position that Dane was put in, right? He didn't know any better. Right. But yeah, oh, that, that scene was, was tough. I just, I felt so stressed for Violet yes. too, because I know she was 
so frantic so of, frantic like don't touch me I, like i yeah. could ruin everything you know mm-hmm. i know and then come to find out he didn't even know and he was yeah. just doing what he was told he, yeah he just said a little bit to mm-hmm. his dad like not realizing he was sharing anything critical right and then he didn't even know what had happened before that oh or, or like what was going to happen over yes. war games is that what you're mm-hmm. trying to say yeah he had no idea yeah oh that was oh, uh, that was so sad i definitely started to feel bad for him in this first half of the book yeah i was like oh man i really wanted to continue to hate you I know. <laughs> but on that note um not talking about what happens at the very end of the book but do you think in the next couple of books there's a possibility that dane and violet could get together again i think let's wait until the second half to talk about it gotcha because there's too I many like other that. things that feed into it. I know. I know. We talked but about that during our uh, fourth wing theories too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Let's talk more about like earlier in the in the first half. So we talked yes. about is it RCS, RSC? Oh my gosh. Yeah. The writers. Um, I, th- I, I it literally RCS just have it. I don't remember. I think it's RSC, the writers. Here, I'll find it. Yeah. It. That thing, the class where it's a survival Writer's one. survival course. That's what it is. The dynamic between infantry and riders oh my cracked gosh. me up. Did it not 100% give you Dauntless vibes from Divergent? I haven't read it. Have you ever seen Divergent? Yeah, but I... It was, it was like right when they came out and I don't remember like anything from them. Shelby! I know! <laughs> Well, it's funny because we talked about this last fall and I was like, I'm going to go watch them again. And then I just forgot. Okay. Well, for any of our listeners sorry. who have probably all read or watched probably. Divergent. Oh my God. I know. But anyways, okay. Well, when you read it, you'll understand that the writers give really dauntless vibes, like 100%. Even the, you know, changing their uniforms to make themselves all look a little bit unique and whatever. Oh my God. It's just cracking me up. But also just the dynamic of them being like, huh, I guess you guys do know some things we don't and vice versa. It was, it was cool. I thought that was cool. I thought so too. I really liked the dynamic between them and how funny it was that they were like, I'm right. No, I'm right. And then they had two different maps. Yeah, that was so great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was really surprised the first time when I read, I was like, that is a great lesson. Yes, it really is. Because how would you know unless you've actually Actually compared? Yeah. Oh my God. That was so funny. And when they're trying to like back down is it bait or is it solus that it's, it's i think it's bait, bait right that Jack they brought Barlow's. into too mm-hmm. and every and they kind of are like jumping in front of the infantry and the healers and stuff yeah. to make sure that they're all okay and i thought that whole scene was really cool too just because it's the first moment that it kind of flips things back around to be like right. oh yeah the, the riders actually are badass and useful mm-hmm. even if they aren't good at land nav or exactly uh, beating themselves or anything like that yeah, I liked that too. And then after that, when the infantry like caught all the food and then mm-hmm. gave the riders like their share of the food, mm-hmm. I thought that was precious too. Mm-hmm. And even when Jacinia later is talking yeah. with uh, Violet about the report that whatever scribe had been out with yes. them had written up on it and they were kind of reflecting. She's like, huh, yeah, I guess I hadn't even seen it from that perspective. You know, it like yeah. makes you realize what a third party documenting it can come across as right we were literally just talking about this on the last episode on like different perspectives Mm -hmm. and like you have the writers and the infantry and then you have the truth and like Mm -hmm. that's basically what the scribes are doing too is they're supposed to be telling the truth which is why it is so messed up that history is just like being so rewritten yeah yeah um going back even further (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. we got all excited and I love it. Um, when they first got back from Bosgath and it was their best, whatever, however you yeah. say that. I, we'll just let we'll this just be the Bosgath. blanket apology for butchering all the names. I apologize. Yes, we try. There are so many different pronunciations. We already know we're going to get hate for it. Yeah. Um, so when they fly back to Bosgath and it's like the graduation day mm-hmm. and I feel like that's really the first test that we have from the mom mm-hmm. and she's like oh I believe her mm-hmm. did you see that coming did you think she was gonna believe her or did you think she was automatically gonna be like I need to we, let's get Dane over here I honestly I thought she was gonna believe her you did yeah. okay yeah I 
I doubted. Big, did you? Yeah. I in the first book too, though. I still had this like I wasn't really sold that Mama Sorengale was bad. Yeah. I always I thought she was going to be pretty morally gray, which I think ended up being pretty true Definitely. in this book. And yeah, so I I wasn't super surprised. I'm. I think <laughs> that I believe that she actually believed the lie in that moment, but. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of also wonder if she knew what was up. <laughs> right. I don't know. I know. I wonder that too because she just, she doesn't ask any questions. She doesn't yep. ask any of the people who have that kind of power. Like she just. But it shows you that she it. respects her daughter. True. And I think there are a lot of other moments where people act like we should question whether or not mm-hmm. she respects her daughter. And I think that moment yeah. really shows like her word is law. I'm going to believe what I'm going to take what she says at face value right. because she's a trustworthy person. Yep. yep. Whether or not she should have, you know, I know, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Violet did only tell the half truths, whatever. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's also where we learned that father Atos is going to be gone. Yep. And somebody else comes in and like takes his place. Mm-hmm. And that's Burton Varish. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever hated a character more. Yeah, Varish is pretty gross. Yeah. Like, all around and, like, the entire time. hmm Ugh. Which, his signet, we were just kind of talking about a little bit. Um, you don't really know until, like, the very end mm-hmm. of that first part. But then I, after you said it, I was like, oh, my God, there were clues. Mm-hmm. And I did not see it. You know how many freaking clues there were for Zayden's? I mean, I had picked it up when I read it the first time that I was like, this feels weird how much they're bringing this kind of thing up. But Uh I wasn't exactly sure how to take it until I was going back and this time. I was like, oh my God, she says like five times, even in just the first part. Yes. Oh Mm -hmm. no, I know pretty damn well what his intentions are and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Literally says it so many times. Or when Varish says like, I can see your weaknesses or I can see their weakness or something along those lines multiple times. And I'm like, like did not pick up on it at all. Mm-hmm. Literally until you said it just now. <laughs> did not oh. remember that that's what it was. Oh yeah. Picks it up. So he says so many comments. Yes. He makes so many comments about, I just need Cause he just wants to meet Jacinia. And then he's like, Oh, I'm a really good reader people. I just need to meet her. I just need to know. Cause he can mm-hmm. read her intentions. So we can know if she's going to, after mm-hmm. Violet has told her what's going on, you know, or yeah. a little bit more. Oh, and, I met Varish. I was talking oh, about Varish. Oh, about the, yeah. um, about him knowing people's fears. Yes. Mm. Yep. Their fears and their weaknesses because mm-hmm. I, I like literally did not remember it at mm-hmm. all. At all. Mm-hmm. But now that you bring it up, Satan really did ask to just meet her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick up on that part either. Mm. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> or Dane. He had to meet, he wanted to meet with Dane too. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like, no, like he's like, as soon as I see, I'll see him. I'll know exactly what he feels. Did Be- not pick up on that. So because there was so much information going on in Iron Flame here, we are going to make the first half of the book two parts. And yep. so this first episode is just going to be on part one. Yep. And come back next week. It'll be the second half of part one of Iron Flame. <laughs> so see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>